In this episode of Starlight Tea, we have a new cosmic tea party with of Starlight and Moonbeam's resident astrologer, Jackie Sab, to discuss Sagittarius season, including Mars entering Capricorn and, brace yourself, another Mercury in retrograde. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Okay, so today Belinda is not with us. It's just me, Christy, and Jackie. So I'm going to ask you, Jackie, first, what's in your cup this week? Oh, this week? First of all, I have my water in my regular glass. I don't go for fancy stuff like Belinda and Christy. But I do have my water. And then in my life cup, um, I'm finishing up on the courses. I'm finishing up on the sewing projects that I had. I'm working on on a new offering that I'm offering for a year-long uh, astrology deep dive, if you want to call it. And oh, wow. uh, so that is taking up a lot of my time as well. So just trying to get it all figured out. So it's pretty busy. I bet. I know. I'm working on a 16-week program, and that's busy enough. (laughs) I can't imagine a year long. Good for you. Well, thank you. But um, what's in your cup? Well, I am also drinking water in my University of Central Florida cup, just because that's the one I grabbed. I I don't have all the fancy ones like Belinda does either. Just a couple, which I'm downsizing on because I'm getting ready for van life. But I was just telling Jackie, unfortunately, that has not been in my cup too much this past week, except for searching and searching and searching, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through van postings, trying to find one that checks at least some of my boxes, because I know I'm not going to find one that checks them all. Although I am open to receiving that universe. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, just been focusing on our sacred circles. We just had one the uh, this past weekend. Our next one is December 2nd, just saying, whoever wants to join us. And the magazine and, of course, Thanksgiving's coming up uh, here in the U.S. Jackie's in Canada. She already had hers. But here in the U.S., um, we're getting ready for that, too. Yeah. So, Yeah. Busy, busy. And then, of course, we got the big holiday season. (laughs) Yes, that's true. That is going to be very busy for you. Like, it seems like 
Thanksgiving is way too soon, too close to Christmas uh, <laughs> tradition. Um, I like ours. We have two months. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because it used to be the whole holiday season was just Thanksgiving to Christmas. So like lengthening, you know, 20 years ago would have been unheard of. It's like two months, but that's what Americans would do is they would fill that whole two months up with Christmas, which now we do anyway. So. Okay. Okay. There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of starlight and moonbeams. Subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings, and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcast app so you can queue up new episodes as soon as they drop, and be sure to follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes. Also, we hope you will leave a review so other listeners will know what you liked about the episode and they'll tune in too. So we're so excited to welcome back our resident astrologer for another cosmic tea party. And today we're serving the tea on Sagittarius season. And... I'm going to speak for Belinda. I know that she would be excited about this because she loves Christmas in Sagittarius season coincides with Christmas. And so I know this is a fun time for her. And I think that Sagittarius season fits right in with the holiday season. Cause to me anyway, it's kind of a feel good sign. And that might just be because I like travel and exploring, which is Sag energy. But if I remember right, Jupiter rules the sign and Jupiter is all about expansion. So it just feels like that fits right in with Santa Claus and overextending ourselves as well. So um, whether that's at the bu- the party's buffet table or doing our Christmas shopping, if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that is my armchair astrologer version. Mm-hmm. But we have Jackie here to give us the real lowdown on Sag season. So Tell us, Jackie, what are we in for the next four weeks? Well, first of all, we should talk a little bit about Sagittarius, the sign, just to kind of get the the vibe of it all. So it's yes. November 22nd, Sagittarius season starts till December 21st. Now, Sagittarians seem to be blessed with an unhinged level of confidence They believe in themselves so much. Their self-belief, though, is very well-founded. They seem to have a knack for getting under other people's skin sometimes. (laughs) From the outside perspective, Sagittarians can appear quite laid back and may look like they're goofing off. And then suddenly, everything they set out to do is somehow accomplished. Even if you can't pinpoint exactly how or when it happened. So some people move into this, move through the world with an attitude that failure is not an option. To Sagittarius, failure is not even a notion. So it Mm -hmm. just doesn't occur to them that their wild ideas might not work out. And so they stay fully committed uh, to their goals 
every morning or every week or every month, whatever it might be, Sag wakes up, gets struck with some wonky inspiration of what they want to do, and they climb out of bed and they go do that thing. Once they've hatched a zany scheme, they cannot be distracted from that action. They, they'll never take the recommended route to reach any destination, but somehow, always, they get to where they want to go. So I find that so cool with Sagittarius. <clears throat> yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they have also like, I don't want to say zero respect for authority, but you know, they view authority with a little bit of suspicion instructions commands like what do you want from me you know that's the kind of vibe you get from them and they have this eternal youthful capacity for wondering why and if you cannot answer the why then you will never get their cooperation hmm. for example i have a son who's sagittarius he never really spoke or any words that made any sense anyhow, until he was a little over the age of two, maybe two years and three months or something. And then, bang, question after question after question <laughs> after question. The never-ending why. And he's still like that. It never stopped. They trust in their experiences and what is and what con continuously evolves their opinions. Like, so it's kind of like they, they have to experience something, they have an idea, and their idea is mutable. It can, it can be malleable because their mm -hmm. experience change their, their opinions. Sagittarius are constantly busy. They're always doing something, and they never, ever, ever stop learning. People tend to like being with Sagittarians as they're always entertaining, occasionally infuriating, but they're never boring. So it's like having a relationship with a, the roadrunner, you know, from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he possessed the complex interiority that had flashes of profound insight between the dodging anvils, then that's what Sagittarius person looks like. You know, like, beep, beep, and off he goes. Mm. <laughs> and he, when did he ever have that chance to make that plan? You know, like the wolf has, the mm. coyote has been doing all kinds of things to try to get him, and then all of a sudden, beep, beep, here, Roadrunner has a new plan. What um, most people don't realize about Sag is that they need downtime. They need their space away from people. It's the most introspective of all the fire signs. And they need mm. time to refresh, reorganize, and rejuvenate. And since most of Sagas are doers, it's best if they can do this through some kind of activity. Walking, hobbies, creative ventures on their own. Anything that they can do alone so that they can, you know, refresh reprogram so on the 22nd the sun sits in Sagittarius and we're invited to step into the archetype of that sign 
We bathe in the frequency of its lens, in other words. So Sagittarius is a sign of optimism, expansion, excitement. And for the next four weeks, the energy of the archer will abound, inspiring us all to lean into our more spontaneous, adventurous sides. That's perfect for van life, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's the adventures coming out. Here we go. (laughs) It is here that the quest for meaning of life begins. Questions such as, where did we come from? What is life? Is there a meaning to our existence? Or do I create my own? Is there something larger and wider holding and leading me? Or is it all up to me? Can those kinds of questions be answered objectively? Or are they doorways to expand our perspectives? Is it a doorway to indulge in our curiosity? Or is it even a doorway to broaden the lens in which we move through life? Sagittarius season invites us to step back from the narrowness of life and ponder the larger questions. Stand up on the highest mountain peak, take a good look from all vantage points. It's the archetype of the philo- that philosophizes, discusses, questions, and seeks. But not only through the mind, there is an innate understanding that knowledge doesn't necessarily equate to wisdom. Rather, wisdom comes from lived experience. Mm, and, that's yep. ex- and that's exactly where you're going, Christy. This is yep. the perfect timing. If you could have timed it any better, I don't know. <laughs> but because as a sign, Sagittarius is big on bold moves. And what are you doing? <laughs> it's a bold move, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. Like that's the sad mm-hmm. way. And in these four weeks with the energy of the archer surrounding us, It is inspiring us all to lean into our more spontaneous, adventurous sides. So it's really quite important to start this month with a mantra, like a flight song. Whatever you can conjure up that reminds you to keep getting up and showing up and not giving up. Because there's going to be lots of blockages and they might make you feel like you're the imposter or that or there's delays or but don't whatever it might be. Something that's limiting. But don't let that keep you from getting down. Think of the song like from the 90s by Chumbawamba. You know, like, I get not done, but I get up again. You know, no one can keep me down. That kind of song. Or like mm-hmm. the glorious, I will survive. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. That, or... You know, like Tina Turner, respect, or Helen Reddy, I am woman, hear me roar, Twain, mm-hmm. Twain even, I feel like a woman. You know, like all those songs, they're mantras. They really help us to keep our focus and keep us strong. All these are excellent starts, and there's so many more, but keep whatever mantra you have or song alive. There will be things that will feel draining to you. The news hindrances Uh, and it takes courage to keep going to see that your goal at the end of the tunnel or see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah I always ask my clients you know my coaching clients what is your big why 
And it sounds like that's something we really need to hang on to during this season is what is your big why for this big kind of Sagittarius thing that you're doing, whatever it is, this, this big goal you're going after is always, you know, remind yourself, especially when you get down is what is your big why? Exactly. Why are you doing it? <laughs> exactly. So with Sagittarius, it's kind of a sign too that encourages us to learn perhaps through books and teachers and mentors and stuff like that, but especially to live so fully that each moment is overflowing with potential for growth mm. um, and maintaining and becoming. You know, like you've got all these things. It will guide us into experiences like that guide us beyond what we already know. Sometimes experiences outside of our realm of understanding. People often travel more during Sag season. The ruler is Jupiter, of course, the lucky planet, the planet of hope, the planet of abundance, intellect, wisdom. There is a concern with and looking to the future with Jupiter. We are reminded that anything is possible and great magic awaits ahead beyond the stories, beyond the doubt, beyond the limitations of our minds, there exists great potential. And we're invited to hope again, and an opportunity to rewrite the narrative, be, to believe in ourselves, believe in the support and the guidance of all life, and say yes to the visions that call our name. However, you know, there's always a however, yeah. Jupiter, the downside, this is the one where we tend to overdo, overextend, overeat, over everything, over, over, over. So watch your waistlines and make sure you have a designated driver, just in case. And watch your but, Christmas budget. <laughs> yes, and exactly. Christmas budgets, everything. But if you're going to do Christmas shopping, do it before. I'd probably go up to December 5th. Okay. I think because of Mercury retrograde coming after that. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> before you kick off this fresh sign, though, like totally kick it off, make sure you clear away some of that unfinished business, whatever that might be. Because that switch from Scorpio season to Sag season oh, will, yeah. be, will be palpable. Like you, people will feel it. Since it feels like we're emerging from the underworld to that of adventure and expansion. And they say, yeah, it's almost like going down from the deepest, darkest depths of the ocean and soaring up into the stars. <laughs> it's it's like, it, yeah, shoo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's big time. It's going. So it's shifting from the emotions of water to the passions of fire. Like... Yeah. But can you see anything more contrasting? So from inward focus to outward awareness, Scorpio takes us beneath the surface and into the mysteries, meeting deep transformation and rebirth. Sagittarius brings us back to the surface, reborn, filled with passion, enthusiasm, and that sense of adventure. So with the sun entering Sag in, on November 22nd, it'll bring that last minute burst of enthusiasm before winter begins. Once it begins, then the sun will answer to Sag's ruling planet, Jupiter. So luckily, the Ju 
Jupiterian undertone will feel auspicious since Jupiter's energy can amplify a good-natured attitude. But you might also feel restless. And we will likely all feel a bit more fiery than usual, especially considering passionate Mars is linking up to the Sun in Sag for the majority of this season. As well, both Sun and Mars are going to be squaring Saturn for the first half, meaning things can get hard and you may well fall down. And that's what it's all about. So then Mars enters Sag November 23rd. So 22nd, the Sun entered 23rd we have Mars. Way, way far until January 4th of 2024. And this only happens every two years. So we don't see Mars in Sag very often. And it will be squaring Saturn and Pisces that day. So you might find that some of your connections are not as easygoing. <laughs> People may... Can I just... <laughs> that... okay. Just so everybody knows, that's Thanksgiving Day here in the oh. US. Oh, yeah. Um, Be careful with those dinner conversations, it sounds like. (laughs) Yes, please do be careful. Because people may not be stepping up to their fair share of the work. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the loved ones may even pull up some power moves. The best way to handle this is to know which battles are worth Mm -hmm. battling for. There is a surge of optimism and a can-do energy that has a ripple effect across your whole life. So from bucket list travel plans to to an ideal for independent business ventures to you seem to have a lot of energy to do this. And yes, even though it is technically the holiday season. Yeah, just watch your mouth a little bit there. Watch the... How people rub your you the wrong way a little bit and things like that. But technically, Mars will be in Sagittarius the whole month and okay. into Capricorn. Then we have the full moon in Gemini coming up on November 27th at 4 or 5 degrees, depending where you live. And all the way, it's going to actually be at 4 or 5 degrees every full moon all the way until Libra. So it's in Gemini, so it'll yeah. go into Cancer. It'll go into Leo, and then it'll go into Virgo, and then finally into Libra. So we'll have five full months of that. So any planets between four and six degrees that you have in your chart will be affected by the cycle of endings, completions that the full moon will bring, which may bring more intensity than we had than we've had uh, in a while. Well, not in a while. More intensity that we will have in the first half of the month. More than that, if you can believe it. So significant evolutionary change, breakdown of the old orders, make us see that we don't want what we don't want and what we shouldn't be repeating. It may bring up significant changes in conversation, writing, research from the last six months till now as well. Some may feel even more certain in their educational plans, and others may notice a monumental improvement in their communication-based work. You might actually have to choose from one path to the other that seem equally good. Mm. You know, like you have two big plans, and they seem really good, both of them. So you have to go with the pros and cons of each one, and then you actually have to figure out 
which one is more interested to you, interesting to you. So this is a flirty and curious moon. It also invites us to communicate and activate our throat chakras. And it's an excellent one to get in touch with your senses and to ground yourself in nature. Now, if you have a chart in front of you, if you can actually see it, and if you know even the littlest bits about the houses, which house is your son going to be in at that time? Or not your son, the, the transiting son. So the sun will be opposite. It'll be in, in um, Sagittarius. The moon will be in Gemini. Okay. So, so which house is your Sagittarius house? And the house that your son is in will where is where you're going to feel more inspired to accomplish something. Okay. And what house the moon is in, wherever your Gemini is. This will indicate your comfort zone, where you want to retreat, and it'll also show you uh, what area of your life needs the most attention and change presently. Look for any natal planets between four and six degrees. If they're trine and sextile, then that just means blue lines if you have uh, a chart that shows the lines. This will be a very pleasant experience or a random casual day. If there are lots of squares or oppositions or red lines, then it's indicative of a more bothersome few days. So how are either the sun and moon aligned with the ascendant as well? This shows how easily the energies uh, would flow through you. It's a little bit like the uh, internet connection, if you want to call it that. If it's lagging a little bit and it's frustrating as heck, then there's glitches. There's usually a reason for it. So what is it? So you have to kind of play with your whatever. I'm not, I'm not techie. But you have to play with something. Turn off your router and start it up again or something. Right. So right. And that's how the moon tends to do things as well. Okay. So this... Oh yeah, faded relationships come into focus at this time when Venus and Libra oppose the North Node in Aries on November 29th. And this may help you recognize any patterns or habits that no longer serve you. Things like codependency, lack of reciprocity, overcompromising will have to be addressed to ensure a healthier, happier commitment. And these things come up, so you're going to have to deal with it. You can ignore it, but so be it just ready. gets worse. Be yeah. ready. <laughs> then December 1st, Mercury enters Capricorn. And it will be in the pre-retrograde shadow period starting around the, I always say the 5th. Some people give it three weeks before and three weeks after. It just depends on which astrologer. I mm -hmm. tend to give it about the 10-ish days. Okay. Because it, because it is a Saturn-ruled sign that's Capricorn, there's going to be more structure and more professional discussions. This is not like a childlike humorous time, like we should be having at Christmas time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Expect to get down to business during this time. And because it's coming into its retrograde, you may want to watch your tone, your space, your timing to avoid problems during the Mercury retrograde that begins December 13th. How is that 
landing for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting. I I know my personal plans. Like I'm hoping to hit the road around December fifteenth that weekend there. So yeah, I'm sitting here calculating in my mind. Hey, what's going on with me professionally there and business wise? <laughs> And I think that's kind yeah. of what we're we're asking our listeners to do is just, you know, kind of think about these things and make a note. If you know something's coming up around that time, just be aware of what energies are at play. Exactly. And prepare. Like the yeah. more you're prepared, the less glitches you're going to come through. Yep. So then Venus will enter Scorpio on December 4th. So this transit can have an empowering capability. Uh, it will empower actually, your capabilities and your talents. It's most famous for its resourcefulness in procuring financial and romantically advantageous opportunities. But be mindful of becoming obsessive because once you go down that rabbit hole, it may take a little while to get out. Mm. You know, like start researching something that has nothing to do with what your goals are. Right. And the next thing you know, five hours have gone by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has a big, big influence on our relationships as well. As um, And you kind of figure out or you see all of a sudden how you give and how you receive love. It'll open your eyes and make sure everything is clear so that you don't give your love lightly. You're going to give more trust if you see clearly. But once you have it, the intimacy, the spiritual depth uh, it can reach as an, to with another person can be totally unmatched. In other words, you might be looking more closely into your relationships, but the ones that pass the pit test can be strengthened tremendously at this time. And we're not just talking love, love, love. We're, I mean, we're talking love, but it could be relationships with your children, it could be relationships with your coworkers, it could be relationships with your siblings and friends so as well we have Chiron opposite Venus which commonly we often see others doubting your choices in your love life and you're forced in a position of proving yourself as a first reaction just proving yourself to your partner lover or friend whatever it is you may feel unbalanced in the relationship and you may be contributing much more than you are receiving. Eventually, you may realize how fruitless that effort is. And then, with Scorpio on your side, you learn to stand up for yourself and not fall in that pattern where you're essentially just sucking up to the people you love or are supposed to love you. And ideally, you recognize that stepping back and letting your character speak for itself will earn you far more respect as well as your own self-respect. There is no forcing matters, even with your first instinct. Try your best not to get caught up in that downward spiral of trying too hard to make the people that you love return that love. Or holding on to relationships that no longer are worth that devotion. Weren't we just talking about that last Saturday? At our... yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, that's Scorpio energy, though. I mean, you're yeah. talking Venus and Scorpio, right? That's right. And so... There we have it. So that transit does last a little while and it can feel frustrating. And this is a time for healing old wounds, fears, and insecurities. And the relationships can be strengthened now, but you will need to work through the conflicts 
between what you want for yourself and what is best for partnerships and relationships. And then December 6th, yay, yes and no, yay. <laughs> because Neptune finally goes direct. Oh, okay. Okay. I say yes and no. It's been there since June 30th. But the reason that I say that it's a yes and no thing is that with Net Neptune retrograde, you're actually seeing clearly. You're taking off the rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. So the last few months, you've actually had eye-opening experiences. Oh, you've seen much more clearly what's going on, especially if there's any illusions and confusions that had to be dispelled. But as Neptune stations direct, that sense of wonder comes back and a bit of floatiness may come back. So be wary of any delusion that comes comes towards you from here on in. And then December 12th, we get the new six-month cycle of the new moon in Sag. That actually started November 13th in Scorpio. But anyways, uh, there's still another five-month series. So 20 to 21 degrees uh, Scorpio. Pisces, all the way to Pisces. So Scorpio, Sagittarius. Now, this one will be the Sagittarius new moon. And then it'll be the uh, Capricorn new moon, Aquarius new moon. I'm saying, I'm trying to say them all by heart. Pisces, Pisces, <laughs> Aries, uh, Pisces, all the way to Pisces. Okay. And every, every single one of these new moons will be especially potent because especially if you have any planets that are between 19 and 23 degrees anywhere in your chart. This one is especially potent, the one in Sagittarius, because it is actually the last new moon of the year. So that would be the perfect time to set intentions for what you ought to bring in 2024. Since Sag is associated with travel, education, spirituality, new experiences, and related to such themes will pop up over the next six months. Yay for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This yeah. is a good one. This is, it's, it's funny how, um, when you work with the energies of the seasons and the moon and everything, you can see how they kind of, we, we do it anyway, because this is about the time, especially if you own your own business, this is the time you're working on your business plan for the next year. And, you know, you might, stay you know lately people stay away from resolutions which is actually healthy but we're still setting goals and you know getting kind of at least a, a big picture idea of what the next year is going to look like so there it is the energy supporting you to do that right now exactly especially in that new moon yeah on december 12th and then the final retrograde of 2023 begins December 13th. This is the third one. There's always three every year, right? So <sighs> Mercury and Capricorn at eight degrees until January 1st. And then there's the pre-retrograde shadow that I say begins at the beginning of December. But some people would say up to since November 25th. The post-shadow period supposedly ends on January 20th of 2024. So watch for the usual miscommunication, travel issues, technological problems. That's what we always expect, right? But since it's in Cap, Capricorn, there may be additional issues associated with structure, authority, and work. 
hard-working Capricorn's influence gets you to knuckle down. And as it's in retrograding into Sag, it goes back okay. into Sag, making you feel restless. Like, you know, it's got that, let's get structure. Let's get this done. And then here it comes back to Sag. But I want to do this. I want to do that. <laughs> Sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the way it is. It, it'll give you delays and it'll hold you back. It's a bit of a head versus a heart feeling, meaning that you'll need to push boundaries to get through those limitations. Ego clashes, power struggles may disrupt a delicate ecosystem during a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. So when in doubt, know when to lean out of nonsensical discussions. And especially if someone really wants to go on a power trip ignore them kind of mm -hmm. just let them talk themselves because if you engage you're just you're just making it bigger yeah. <laughs> so we may not be closing the year with the clearest of mental signals because mercury retrograde also is an important time to reflect but mm -hmm. not a time to do okay so to to that end the last Mercury retrograde before the year closes out might actually be just what we need to reassess our New Year's uh, goals, our New Year's ideals, and to reflect on the past year so that we can go ahead with more clarity. So the basic takeaway of this whole Sag season is whether you try a new class, take a mini vacation, or simply embrace your spontaneity, Sagittarius season is all about following your own lead, expanding your horizons, and finding your luck in every situation. With Mars along for the ride, the sky is truly the limit for what we can accomplish before this year ends. But also stop and reflect and reassess and revisit and re that's what retrograde I always remember retrograde. Um, it's it doesn't have to be a bad thing if you think of the re's and the opportunity it gives you. And again, it's just the season's perfect for it. Yeah, we have the holidays coming up, but we're also starting to think forward to 2024 and the, you know, once the big craziness of the holidays happen, then you have that couple of weeks where you can just kind of slow down and sit in this energy and appreciate it. And, and then again, when people start getting cranky or assertive, or, um, yeah, yeah they, they, there's a reason for it. So don't, don't just assume that they're being jerks just because they're jerks. I mean, some people are, but they might just be under the influence of the stars. <laughs> Or the planets. Yes, or the planets, exactly. yeah. Absolutely. Because, well, yes, like you say, but if you're prepared for Mercury retrograde, then, like, you know, there's not so much to do. Like, if you've already gotten your gifts, if you've already gotten your plans made for the Christmas season, mm -hmm. there's not much to do. So you do have time to reflect, reorganize, re uh, rethink anything that you had to to do so that gives you that opportunity to kind of like take a step back and relax before mm. the the holiday and the second holiday begins yeah i really like that i like yeah. that um be so get your shopping done get all your plans done by what'd you say december 5th december 6th and then you well, can as much as possible yeah well, yeah 
of course, as much as possible. But then that gives you time to actually be also be able to be present through the beauty of the holidays and you're not scattered and trying to fight all the, the energies and the crowds and the calendar and the clock and everything. If you're prepared and go into it. I love that. There's always nice to have a goal like that. I know as a mom, that's not always how uh, it'll play out, but you can do your best and just remember to be present and be in the moment with what you can. Absolutely. And you'd, you can also see what never worked throughout the year, even throughout the season. Okay, mm-hmm. The last holiday for, for you, since you're going to have your holiday this week uh, with Thanksgiving, you're going to see at Thanksgiving what didn't work with the kids. You're going to see what didn't work with the crowds. Oh, yeah. So how can you make it better yeah. for how can you change a few things to make it more feasible? And so that Mercury shadow period, that Mercury retrograde does give you that opportunity to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, there you go. See, mm-hmm. it's all very applicable to real life. And that's what I love about astrology. And I thank you so much, Jackie. Is there anything else we need to know about what's coming up for us? Well, I think we covered it pretty good here. And then, of course, I'll give the uh, big details every week on the on your page, on yes. your uh, creative page. So that's always nice. So that I get to just give you one week at a time so you don't have to freak out all the time. <laughs> this is what's happening today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The next day will be a much better day. Yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. And we appreciate those so much. Thank you for doing those because, um, and what we're talking about is Jackie goes live every Monday morning in our Facebook group to give the cosmic forecast for that week. And it does help because like these podcasts, she gives an overview for the whole season, but then weekly she gives us, you know, more specifics about just that week so that you can be aware of what's going on and kind of focus instead of getting caught up in the whole, oh my gosh, I got to remember this on December 6th and that on the 27th of November and all these different things, you know, pop into our group and listen to her weekly podcast too, because they're helpful. And then of course, I am once again going to recommend Jackie's monthly personal forecast. I got another one and she just does such an amazing job of personalizing what's going on over the next four months for you specifically and your chart and where your planets are and your transits and everything. So I highly recommend that if you really want to know, especially if you have a big month coming up, that it's really helpful to kind of pay attention to the days. And I even like last month, I had couple of really difficult days and I'm like looking at things, you know, just in my life, like what is going on? And I realized I hadn't consulted my monthly reading for a couple of days and I went back and read it and it was just so spot on. I was like, ah, okay. Now I understand what was going on there. It was, I mean, it it was just clearly explaining where my headspace was and it was just crazy but so on point. So yeah, I recommend that to you listeners or at least get a natal chart, but I love the monthlies for a very practical, 
pragmatic, hands-on uh, use of information. So once again, thank yeah. you, Jackie. You're welcome, and happy Thanksgiving to well, all of you. Thank you. People <laughs> who celebrate. Yeah. I don't know if everybody celebrates, but, you know, like, it's it's such a wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving. It is. Like, you give thanks. Yeah. And and it's in, for, for you, it's in sad season. For us, it's in, uh, in Libra season. But still, like, you know, it's, it's still a good time. But uh, in sad season, like, you can see the big turkey. <laughs> and everything is, like, you know, the meal, the big, expansive energies. Everybody is so jovial and, and everybody's so thankful, or, or at least they should be, they talk about their gratitude. Yeah. About everything. And I feel that that's a real good use of Sag energy. Yeah. Yeah, when, I do too. When you're grateful, when you're grateful, things work out much better for you. Yes. Yes. If you want to know more about gratitude, now I'm going to self-plug uh, the magazine. <laughs> That'll be out this week. Um, it's all about gratitude. And we talk about that. So That's good. I'm looking forward to it. I always do. Okay. <laughs> So speaking of shameless self-promotion, my Starburst this week is a Starlight and Moonbeam shop. And that's because we are having a big holiday inventory closeout sale, mostly because I need to clear out a lot of this product because it won't fit in the van. So we are having a big 50% off sale on all of our books and bracelets in the shop. And also wanted to let you know that we do have gift certificates. So if you want to give the gift of magic this season, uh, get a gift certificate or ask for one. And you can use those for um, our sacred circles, our new moon circles, the other programs we'll be offering in 2024. Plus, Belinda and I have plans to add new products once we can get together in person and work on those. So we'll be adding those next year. So yeah, give the gift of magic. And that's my starburst. Um, we'll put the link. Of course, it's in the link tree. And we'll put the link in the show notes. And there we go. Thank you all so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And I'm sure there's a few others. The best thing is to go to our link tree, click on the podcast, and I'll have a list on all the different ways you can access the episode and listen on your favorite. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic. <laughs>